everybody out there to Divorce Devil Podcast number 24. We have two special guests today, Marcy and Loretta. Say hey, guys. Hey, (laughs) y'all. Hey, (laughs) y'all. So we're going to talk about uh, the pre, during, and post-divorce advice that Marcy and Loretta can give. So who wants to start? I guess I'll just start with the pre or, or tell a little bit about your history, just uh, generally. History. Divorce, how many years? Married, how many years? Uh, all, all right. Um, I've been divorced twice. Um, the first one so many years ago, I can't even hardly remember it. So I'll just talk about the, the second divorce, which was uh, we split 12 years ago. And um, I've been doing uh, pretty good since. It was really awful for the first couple of years. Uh, slowly got better mm-hmm. through the years and at nine years. Um, awesome. Oh. Terrific. Uh, pre divorce, um, that was, that was really hard. Uh, realized that, uh, I was with a mate who is, uh, very unhappy and, uh, finally, um, confronted that, that issue and, uh, had him come, uh, we came to terms. With the fact with that it. he was very unhappy. Uh, we had a child together who was 10. Um, he was admitted that he was staying in the relationship for our daughter. Uh, that's, that's not, that's not a good place to be. So you don't prescribe people to stay in relationships for the kids? Oh, no. It's not good for kids the kids. kids. They, they kids absolutely know. know. Yeah. Uh, it was the best thing that we really, that we ever did, but it took a lot of time and years. To really be able to come to to see that mm-hmm. that it was the best thing, because at the time, of course, you're devastated. Oh yeah, you don't and, see straight. And no, and you have to go through that all those phases of like mourning when someone dies, you know. And and so I did. I had to go through the anger and and uh, the hurt and denial, and then um, finally, years later, you come to acceptance and you um, are hopefully able to move on with your life it's a much better road at the end it really is oh definitely yeah yeah and when you're in it at, at first you really can't see that no oh my gosh all you see is uh you feel betrayed yeah. by someone who you know you uh said vows with and you were going you envisioned your entire life with them you had already in your head thinking about what you're going to do when you retire and you grow old together and then all of that is gone and you don't have it anymore and you're like um starting at zero again yeah they call that that new reality right and it's it's tough it's a tough thing to deal with but you know you do and just every day you just get up every day and just deal with that day and uh yeah and get through that day and then get through the next day and um i would just go off into the mountains and several times went down Phantom Canyon Road, you know, mm-hmm. Phantom Canyon Road, and be out in the middle of nowhere in my car and just beat on my, beat on the, my, uh, steering wheel. Steering wheel. wheel. <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah, and which just, never did anything to you. Right. <laughs> and just yell and holler and scream. And I'd get to the bottom. It'd be three hours later and I'd be exhausted and I'd, but I would, uh, feel better. And, you know, a few times of that, that, that helped just time. It yeah. takes a lot of time. Loretta? 
Well, I was married the first time at 19 and to a military man. And 18 years later, well, we had two children. And 18 years later, when they were 10 and 15, um, well, I guess it was 16, 11 and 16, I found out that he decided he wanted other things besides me. And so I divorced him. And it hurt. I will admit it hurt. It was like ripping my heart out of my chest because I thought we had a happy marriage and two great girls. And But um once I got out on my own, I was quite capable. Of, fortunately, I was working and had a career job. So I was capable of, of moving on and taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. And I did get child support and spousal f- support from him. Um And then... I was in the job I had in California. I met my second husband, who I am still currently married to him, but we have been separated for 11 years. Man, I give you both kudos for doing it again. I don't know. I'll never do it again, though. I know. No, not at, not at my age now. And we were together. This one, we were together 25 years. I have one friend who was married up. three times. Mm-hmm. Just one. That's, well, that's third wife was perfect. And oh, say, they yeah. say sometimes it takes three or yeah. four to get yeah. it right. <laughs> what the first marriage is fifty percent failure, the second is like seventy, but, really? but the numbers keep going up. You know, by third marriage they say it's eighty five percent destined to fail. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, so don't don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Thanks, third time. thanks, Dad. Well, this husband and I are friends, and I don't have any children with him. But we're still good friends, and he's a nice man. We just cannot live together. We did, and that's kind of cool that you can realize that and still be okay with that. Yeah, we're better friends not good. living together. In fact, wow. I just saw him on the fourth. I had a Fourth of July barbecue, and he was. I over. hear it's a big shindig, from what I hear. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was, it was about twenty-five yeah. people, I think, and we had a great time. I have a big backyard. And, wow. Well, well, that's and cool. That and Marcy be was there, of course. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's really cool. And I still, um, he would still do anything for me if I asked him. He still gives me gifts for my birthday and Christmas and, and you name it. He's still, he's very generous. We just could not live together. He was very controlling. We did everything connected at the hips. And so when we split up, I just kind of, um, I cried at first. Yeah. Cried on, cried on Marcy's shoulder, but it was such a weight off my shoulders. And I got an apartment and moved out of the house that we had built in south of town. And I just blossomed. For the I, first time. I blossomed yeah. for the first time. I had been so uh, controlled and and hammered down, I suppose you would call it. I just didn't feel like I could even function. Well, I have to come clean with you guys. Today is my anniversary. Believe it or not, I what? just realized that. 7-7. Seven, oh. seven. Wow. Yeah, my, what do you call it? Your pre-divorce anniversary? There's gotta be a name for it. We should make up a name. <laughs> but it's, but it's. it's your anniversary good. of your split or? Anniversary the... of my marriage. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's kind of a bittersweet day to day. Yeah. But every year, the past eight years, because I've been divorced eight years, it gets less and less meaningful. Which is interesting. I just looked at the date. It's like, wow, this man. Just wait. There will come the year where it will pass, and you won't even think about it. Yeah. And is this your first marriage? 
Only marriage, yes. Only marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, first and only. Yeah, yes. and I'm not interested in doing it again oh. ever, ever. And Well, kudos yeah. to you guys for doing it twice, man. That's, you know, you well, actually didn't give up on love. You think you never know. will. Yeah, you did, yeah. Never yes, will. we've had that talk. That's yes. that's another podcast, Marcy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think it's going to work. You fall in love and you, yeah. you know, do everything together. And that was the difference between my first and second, though. And the first one wasn't very loving and... um when we were going together, didn't show any infect- affection to me, um, really. Wouldn't hold my hand when we walked anywhere, that kind of thing. And, of course, he's the one that, you know, had his flings. And then the second husband was the opposite. He inundated me with uh, attention and gifts and concerts and wow. just everything and swept me off my feet, what he did. Yeah. And then it got overboard. And right it, uh, you know, 25 years into the marriage, you know, the last, I know the last two were real bad. Probably before that was real bad too. And I was just so depressed about everything. I didn't, I didn't realize it, you know, wow. but it was just, it, it was awesome when I got out of it. What do you guys <laughs> tell people out there that are contemplating divorce? You know, there's always that. That pre 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 stage where it's like, well, maybe I'm thinking about getting divorced. So what do you tell them? I would tell the women out there who feel like they um, can't make it on their own. You can. It will be tough, and you have to make a lot of changes and sacrifices, and sometimes uh, financial has a lot to do with it. Um, um, but, but there's it, a lot of help out there for yeah. women. Oh yes, um, definitely. You know, a lot of uh, resources that they could go to to get the help. A lot of people if that they have church, nowhere to go. Social you know? mm-hmm. um, friends. Friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actually um, uh, divorce recovery. You know, like mm-hmm. where I met Pete. You know, yeah. at, at a church, things like that. Absolutely. Um, I think some people stay in it because they're scared to make that move, that jump. It's that very jump scary. Oh yeah, I was huge. very scared, very yeah. scared, but. Then you realize, and I, I know one time, uh, Marcy and I used to talk a lot, you know, when I was in my second marriage and we were talking about just things that we did around the home and the husbands did around the home. And she said to me one time, have you ever heard of women's emancipation? <laughs> and it just, it was kind of like an eye opener, I guess, at the time, but it was still a long time after that before we split up. But, and that was one of the problems. I enabled him to not do anything because I did everything, you know, in the home, outside the home. That's my second wife, by the way. You know, I had to get my car maintained. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you. That's her, man. You may not Sweet. find one like that now. I, I want a wife like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> we both want a wife like that. <laughs> well, I didn't realize that, you know. I guess I just felt because, you know, he was so uh, good to me yeah. the first few years, so attentive and giving me gifts and just overwhelming with me with everything. I didn't mind doing all of that. But then it did get, you know, to the point where I was feeling I was very depressed about it. And I was probably crying about it when I told Marcy that one time that we were having lunch or something and we got to talking and it just came and out. It just. Yeah. And I guess I just didn't realize because I did it all with the first husband, too. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize it was any different. I guess my mother did that with my dad. I guess she. Speaking of mothers, I've got a good way. question for you. Are either of your parents divorced? 
Oh yeah. Mm, mm, oh, and yeah. mine were not. My father died uh, many, many, many years—thirty-five years or so, okay. forty years after their marriage. Yeah. I'm a second-generation divorcee. So, what do you what do you think about that? I, I have really different views on that one. Um, I don't. I don't know. I I I think that it could play a part. Um, I, my folks have multiple marriages. Also, wow. uh, their last ones, uh, happy. Uh, my dad's been happily married for, you know, 30 years now to his third wife. Uh, very happily married. I'm so pleased Got because right. I really wanted that for him. Uh, my mom, <laughs> I think she's almost up there with Elizabeth Taylor, <laughs> but her, her last husband <laughs> passed away. So, oh, <laughs> you know, uh, I think she's done now at 83. I hope so. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I have to hand it to them to, to keep trying, but, uh, yeah, they had already been through a couple of marriages each mm-hmm. when I got married the first time around. And um, I actually stayed in a very, very unhappy relationship longer because I wanted to try to prove to and everyone you, that I could make go. it work. Yes, yes, yes. And I think back then, there, well, there was less divorce, of course, because people stay around longer. And now, from the standpoint of a lot of people just give up. You know, it's okay to get divorced, I think. But I think a lot of people give up too soon. Yeah. Where, the, where they, they don't put the work in. Well, and that was work. my mother's era, I guess, because I remember when I was in the first marriage and I had found out he'd been having affairs and, and I called her and I was in a different state and I just asked if I could move out with her with my two young girls till I could get a job and get my own place. And she said, no, you need to just stay there and make it work. See, and, that was the mentality. And it then. was. Yeah. Just put up with whatever. And I told her. Put up with it? Uh, just, just, you know, yeah, yeah. just, she pretty much said that in those words. That but that was a way it was back it's, then. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. and I, I said, you know, do you understand that he's going out with women and going to bed with them? And she said, well, you you know, you're just going to have to wow. just handle he's it. He's a provider, so... Yeah, wow. and so it was hunter gatherer. It was devastating, wow. you know. I felt betrayed by both of them. Yeah. <laughs> actually, but, you know, I loved my mother, and and she's gone now, and I still and her, but and it's really not her it fault. Hurt. But I, it was I, her I, era. I think that was her era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the way it was back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So for us back uh, where we lived down in San Antonio, and my mom and my dad split and then divorced, uh, we were one of the only families on the block that that happened to that had divorced parents so that was way different now uh it was really hard (laughs) awkward embarrassing um you know it was almost like we were uh became the disgrace of the neighborhood very hard very hard man times have changed it is so changed time you know (laughs) hey my parents are divorced cool mine are too <laughs> no big deal. You know, do you go to your mom's house, your dad's house? Man, one of mom's house this week, dad's house next week. Yeah, you, you know, it's almost like a badge of courage. You know, it's almost like braces. Getting divorced is like braces. Everybody has them. I know, that was that was pretty good, huh? Everybody. Uh, in my, yeah, no my. Braces here, <laughs> I never wore them either, but my current husband and both my kids had, were in braces at the same time. See? So everywhere I looked, I was So maybe we can relate metal. braces to uh, divorce. I like the comparison. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's painful. Uncomfortable. But it's painful more than 3 weeks though. <laughs> yeah. And then but at the end, oh yes, it's a good turn. It's straightened out. Oh man. <laughs> I like that. Well, let's move on to during the during phase. That's the hardest phase I think. Oh my of all. gosh. 
you know, when you go through the chaos, when you, mm. I tell my listeners or friends of mine too, that you always got to be above board. Even mm. when you want to kill them, you got to, you know, those emotional decisions mm. are some of the worst decisions you can make in the world. Oh, it's so painful and hard because you have to take a look at um, not just the emotional split, but if you have children, that's yep. that's so difficult to deal with. And then you have to deal with the all the legal issues that can cause so much uh, turmoil and anger and hurt. And uh, that that can go on for years. And and then the property, you yeah. know, dealing with that and dealing with uh, your splitting your what? debts and and that's that can um, trigger so many uh, negative emotions. And there's no getting around it. You have to go through that. Um, it, at some point years, it might, and it may take years, but you, once the, really, I feel like once the financial stuff is over with, mm -hmm. no more child support, no more alimony, the house is sold, the property split, um, then you can really come to a better place and, and have a better chance of finding some peace and moving on while you have that, uh, financial uh, tie that's binding you, it, it can be very difficult to, oh, yeah. to get through that. Well, see, I didn't find that problem, but, um, because I was so angry with the first divorce uh, about what he had been doing that I didn't have that problem of, you know, I was getting child support and spousal support. So you were too busy being angry. Uh, well, sort of, but I didn't let it rule my life. Okay. At the time. And, and one of the things was I was in California. We were there at Edwards Air Force Base and he stayed there. So I would see him in different places on the base. And then finally he got transferred to Florida or somewhere. And, and it was better when he was gone. And, and the other thing was he came and picked up the kids one time after the divorce and that year that he was there. And that was hard. I felt bad because he was right there. Yeah. And he didn't care to visit with them. And so when he got away from us, it was definitely better. So do they have a relationship with him now? Well, he died, yeah. he died at 62. So that was maybe 10 years so ago. So did he have a relationship then? No. No. You no, missed out. No, man. not really. He out. came out here. Both my children settled here and had kids here. And when the first grandchild was born, he came out when she was three months or three weeks old to see her. That was the only trip he ever made out here before he died. And he was oh. still, I mean, he was alive when the rest of the kids were, uh, grandkids were born and older, but he never came again. So of course. It wasn't important to him. It wasn't. Wow. It, and nothing, it was always him, it was always about him. And so that was hard on my kids. And my kids are, my oldest daughter, not so much, because he did come to see her child. Mm -hmm. But the second one just, um, my current husband is more of a father to her because yep. she was 10. And he was there for her for everything, you know. So, yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of weird. But so we're the three, the four of us now get along, my two daughters and him. And me, we all get along. You know, we're all together. He comes for Christmas Eve at my house when we celebrate Christmas. And, you know, so it's worked out okay for me. 
in that. And I don't, I never did. When we split, we just took our paychecks and split because mm-hmm. I was capable of taking Surviving. care of myself with my career. Fortunately, I was blessed in that respect. So I didn't ask him for anything. He, I didn't get part of his retirement. He didn't get part of my retirement. Life went on. 401ks or anything like that. Just life went on. And I think it, I think it helped because, you know, like she said, when you're going through that stuff, there's some anger and things, you know, and, and I didn't have to deal with it. And sometimes it's hard to be above board. You know, it's hard to keep that, that, that sense of calm about you when you're making those decisions. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. Yeah. When Mm -hmm. you're going through it and you're going through all those emotions and some of them just, you're just almost in a rage state. And, Mm -hmm. and I, and at one point I really was and called my, one of my daughters who is, I think about 25 at the time. And she really, uh, I was telling her I wanted to take a baseball bat and go over there and just, I envisioned myself just beating him to a pulp and, and his, uh, uh, girlfriend too. And she really brought me back down and mm-hmm. she was, this is not you. You are not this kind of person. And, uh, you, you are a compassionate, forgiving, nice person. And, uh, she really brought me back to reality and it really helped calm me down. And I realized, uh, that, is true. That's not the kind of person that I am. And that's not the way that I wanted to feel and live. And, and I, I, so that kind of negativity, it can fester inside and, you know, mm-hmm. make you sick and make it hard for you to get oh, through yeah. the day. Yeah. So, but it, it's really hard to contain. And, and that's interesting because with my children, they were, um, I, I think 10 and 15 or 11 and 16, somewhere in there when, when the second husband and I got married. But so when her, their dad and I split up, they, they were more concerned with that, with how it was going to affect their life because, uh, I had to move off of Edwards Air Force Base. Okay. Because, you know, we weren't going to be living with each other. And so they had to change schools. And that affected him. And so that, that was their big concern as teenagers and a, yeah. a younger child, you know. But then, um, I went to the board of education and I managed to get them back into the schools they had been to for seven years at Edwards Air Force Base. Ah, oh, so a little bit of so, continuality. Right, right. Yeah. So that helped. And then they, they weren't really upset. About because the dad, their dad wasn't a real dad to them. He never did. He never went to one uh, school event. The oldest daughter was a cheerleader in high school. He never went to anything to watch her cheerleading. She played basketball. He never went to a single game. Wow. Never took him to Disneyland. I had to take him myself. Sperm donor. Those exactly. Yeah. So they were just used to it, you know. So I their think- main concern when we split up was, well, and my oldest daughter's, well, who's who's going to buy my school clothes for school starting? (laughs) And I said, well, I guess it's just me, you know, and then I went and got her all her school clothes. So, you know, that was their main concern was affecting their life. Children are much more resilient. Yeah. And they came through than we think. Yeah. And I did the best I could for them and they didn't really suffer any for it. I think it, I I think it affects them more when they're older because when they're younger, they Mm -hmm. don't know. You know, let's mm-hmm. say the kid's three and they go back and forth at mom and dad's house. That's what they're used to. Mm-hmm. But when they're teenagers, man, I think it really affects them. 
but like you said, well, though, they do. In my they case, are resilient. It, yeah, yes. they didn't. Um, yeah, because he wasn't involved in the first place. Right. Yeah. Right. So that kind of made it easy. Yeah. You know, they didn't easier for yeah. you. Yeah. I think that they appreciate when it's a, such an unhappy environment. They probably are relieved to yeah. have some peace oh, yeah. in the house. Someone asked me once at a divorce recovery workshop. She said, "When should I tell my daughter?" About us getting divorced, I said, your daughter probably already knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, the odds are, she, you know, she knows you're not happy. She sees you argue, unless you guys are really good at it, but probably not. You know, she sees the the uh, tension in the household, things like that. But it's, it's. I, I think it's really nice for kids to, to realize that, you know, mom and dad can't live together. And, right. And just have to let it go from and there. That, and that it's okay. Yeah. And it's not about them. It's oh, yeah. about the parents' relationship and oh, yeah. not about the kids. And oh, yeah. that as long and as they know fault. they're going to be okay. Yeah. And it's not oh, their fault. Oh, yeah. that's, that's, that, that's huge because I think yeah. a lot of kids blame themselves. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. My children didn't know why yeah. their dad and I got divorced. They didn't know the details of it. So I don't think. <laughs> anyway. That's when I think going, getting some outside counseling for the children yeah. is really super important as you're going through the initial stages of divorce. Uh, you know, so that they can talk to somebody about their feelings and it, and it can be enlightening yeah. to the parent to hear uh, how their child is feeling because they don't, they can't always express themselves to their parent or they don't want to um, because you're too um, personally involved and, uh, and defensive. And uh, it can be, it can be very difficult. I think the, that, I know that that Drew and I took Sydney to counseling. Mm-hmm. We went all went, and it was really helpful to all of wow. us. We I learned a lot about my daughter. Uh, How old was she? Uh, she was ten, eleven okay. at the time. Um, been very. Uh, she's always been kept everything inside, and and is really difficult for her to express herself openly. So. Uh, that was uh, quite quite informative for me. Um, some of the things that I learned about how she was feeling inside it was so helpful. What about the infamous after the post divorce, <clears throat> the healing stage? Even though you're doing some healing in the middle, most of the healing comes after. What are some of your thoughts on that? It, t- it every, it's different for everybody. Um, so what uh, my healing process and how long it took me is unique to me. Um, I can say that it took me at, I can, I feel like at nine years, nine years post-divorce, every single bit of, uh, anger, the lingering resentment that I had was absolutely gone. And I think again, that it had a lot to do with, there was, um, no more, um, no more ties as far as like, uh, like me paying child support and uh or alimony or property and my daughter hit 19 so that was all done and graduated and gone to college and so that was uh it was kind of like a burden off uh both of our shoulders and we were able to let all that um kind of a resentment go and it was just uh, we met for dinner um at our uh, grandson's graduation from uh, middle school and all of a sudden I had an epiphany that he was, there was a reason why I fell in love with him uh, deeply and wanted to spend the rest of my life with him 
there he was a very very good man hard worker ethical but i lost all of that and all the trauma of the of the divorce and then all the the ensuing legal stuff and i was fine at that moment all of a sudden i was able to appreciate the the things that he did during our marriage that were awesome and considerate generous um and and i always respected him it was nice to be to be at that point took a lot of years wow well, you know, in my case, I I was probably, well, I was over it within a year and a half or two years because I met my current husband and, and moved on a lot faster. But I was young. I was 34. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to spend the rest of my life by myself, you know. But um, this time, it's just it's just kind of weird this time. And we didn't, we've been split up 11 years and we had a lot of investments together. So I tried to get him to get started on them, separating them so I could uh-huh. get my share. He'd been paying into them for the 10 years and we did four of them and I got my half, exactly half of what the investment was. But I, you know, we still have a couple of things lingering that are, are tying us together. And he bought, I bought a house on my own. And then he bought a house the next year on his own. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think I need to get a legal separation because if I should drop dead tomorrow, the other thing is he's about nine years younger than me. So if I should go before him, he would have rights to my home. Everything, yep. And I don't yeah. want that to happen. See how that I yep. want Those my children. Oh, that tie. Yeah, you're talking about that tie. Yeah. So Not that's that really tie. something. No matter, that's, no matter how small yeah. it is. I know. I keep tie. telling Laura. I've got to I've got to get it. the legal separate. I have the documents. I don't know why. I guess I'm, I'll just take it down to the legal secretary or yeah. somebody and have them help me with it, you know, and get it done. Because I know I need to do that. I don't want him coming in and thinking he's, you know going to take over the home i want it to be my two, yeah. two daughters which he wouldn't also a very good man he is and i don't know that he would but, but you still need to put stuff in place though just get yeah. it and yeah. i don't want to be responsible for his <laughs> because he's filled his house up it's a huge house and he's filled every room up with stuff oh there you go stuff yeah just disconnect, stuff. man. Yeah. Cut the tie. Lots of stuff. Every room. And you, I mean, to the point where you can't sit on the sofa. So I don't want to have right. to. I don't want to have to go up there and clean it up <laughs> if, he, if he went before me. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I know. But, I then, but then again, it's okay if he does because it's okay. It's not nothing but love in the podcast. It's the truth. <laughs> the truth, yeah. truth. Truth and love. Yeah. Truth and love. You um, know, we we. You talk didn't about, tell him, did you? Did you tell him on the 4th that you were doing this? No. Okay. Then I don't think he listens. Um, uh, Let's talk about forgiveness. But but it sounds like both you guys are pretty much already there. I am. You know, it's interesting. Um, My first husband, we split in 1988, so it's been a lot of years. Um, He called me two years ago out of the blue, just floored me. Uh, because we had very almost no communication through the through the years because my, my first my two daughters the oldest ones have been adults for years and years mm-hmm. so no real reason for us to communicate but he called me two years ago and said I just want to tell you how sorry I am 
for all the things that I did to hurt you during our marriage. And I just uh, want, I just want to tell you that, that I apologize and I'm so sorry. And I was like, dude, that was like 20 years ago, uh, 25 years ago. I'm so done and I'm going through, (laughs) I'm going through my second divorce. So we're good. I said, but I tell you what, how about you call your daughter's, and you apologize to them for not being a part of their lives for the wow. last 20 years. So you took it and spent it. Did yeah. he do it? Did he call them? No. Oh, you know, I, figures. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, you I don't, done. I'm a very forgiving person. So although it did take a lot of years with the second one, because I was uh, madly in love, deeply mm-hmm. in love. And I did not want to give that up. And, and it, and it was a crushing blow to me. And it's a crushing blow to your ego and your self confidence, your self esteem. That you're is, not good enough. Yeah. You're yeah. down there and, uh, they've moved on, totally moved on and you haven't. And it's very that you, you know, you are left with a lot of bitterness, but, um, and it does, it just forgiveness. It takes, it's different for everybody. And it can take a lot of years. And I can tell you that not everyone can get to that point of forgiveness either. They they never do forgive. Trust my mom me, never know. got over it. I know. Trust me. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my mom and dad, they 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 that was their first marriage to each other and they split. I was thirteen years old. I'm fifty nine. And my mom still says a little ink. Little dart thing, even after marrying everybody oh, else, yeah. still, still goes wow. back to number one. Wow, number <laughs> one. Well, I, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> forgiveness. Oh, <it's> <laughs> you know, but I there's have no but, clue. <laughs> uh, but there's a difference between forgiving and forgetting. So, uh, and yeah, I did. Well, yeah. yeah, and I didn't really have anything to forgive so much the second time. You know, when we split up, it wasn't because you know he was always there, always home, always by my side to the point where I couldn't even go to the grocery store without him. Man. So I really didn't have that other aspect of things to forgive. So, you know? so you went from zero to 180. Like exactly. Boom. Yeah. Wow. And this, this guy swept me off my feet. He really did. And I just was overwhelmed that anybody would treat, could, could treat me like that. Was that his first marriage? Second, but his yeah. first one only lasted, um, I want to say six months. Yeah, it doesn't. And he had three children, three girls, a set of twins, and then I had my two girls, but we didn't have custody of his. So we got them, you know, every opportunity we had. And they did live with us for two years when they were teenagers, but, and that was hard because my children were both gone out of the home at that time. (laughs) Wow. And I was used to that. And then all of a sudden we're parents again, you know, yeah. Yeah. So that was that was pretty hard. I've known well, Loretta we got for years it. and years, and I can tell you that she never forgave her first husband to the day that he yeah. passed away. She could not really totally get over the betrayal. And that's yeah. okay. And we still, yeah. you know, some, something will bring it up or something, or we'll be talking about something that that makes me think of him, and yeah. then I get going on it, and, and she's like, oh, okay, Loretta. Comes, comes, <laughs> let it go, let it go. <laughs> you know, and it's but interesting it's how... When they've done that, it is so hard. Oh. And I caught him, um, I caught his car parked where somewhere where it wasn't supposed to be, one Wednesday night. And when I up. confronted him, he denied and denied and denied and said, you're crazy, you don't know what you're talking about, I wasn't parked there. I was down at a, a bar 
off the base there. We, we lived on Air Force, uh, Edwards Air Force Base and, and I saw his car parked at a mobile home park right outside the gate of the base as I was going into the little town that was there by the base. And, and so I stopped and looked in the car and it was, he drove a 65 or 64 and a half Mustang. I knew it was his car. There was his hat and his pack of cigarettes in there. And, and so I was sitting up at midnight on a Wednesday night when I had to go to work the next day. And he saw me sitting there and started shaking right off the bat. And I think he knew. Wow. And so that's why all he could do was lie and to accuse me of being crazy and nuts and, I didn't know what I was talking about, and so, of course, I slept on the couch until um, I moved into a house off base. Took my girl well, it sounds like both of you guys have great tales. Appreciate you coming by and sharing them with us. That was fun. See how fun that was? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was cathartic. It, it is, really. And, yeah. it, and I think, uh, you know... Women need to know that they don't have yeah. to stay in it. I wish I... And, hey, and I was going to say men, men, too. Men too. Absolutely. I yeah. just wish, though, that somebody would have woke me up the last 10 years of my current marriage, you know, because we became good friends after separating. After. And it's always to the point where you always stay in it too long. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Always. Because, number one, you don't know. Even if you've been married uh, married one or two times, you know, it doesn't matter because you still have that love and you still have that hope. And, the hope and, that and, it'll and get hope better. hope is huge. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know, you keep thinking, get what, better. what can I do yeah. uh, to make him happy? Or what did I do you know? to not make him happy? Right. Exactly. You know, right. You know it, it's always me. But they always say, especially in a divorce recovery, that no matter what, you always got some skin in the game. There's, you know, it's never 100% their fault. There's always some skin in the game. So, mm-hmm. all right, ladies. Well, I appreciate you guys coming and talking with us. And we hope the listeners got something out of it. I know I did. So, <laughs> well, I did too, actually. I did. To so, get a lot looking forward to having you guys back again. Go oh, thanks. That. It was fun. Yes, it was. I enjoyed it. Have a good one, everybody. Bye bye. Thank you. <laughs>